Are you ready to take your leadership and your organization to the next level and beyond? Your competitors will be there before you know it. Today's leaders must perpetually innovate, evolve, and grow faster than the competition. Welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. In the next hour, you'll meet innovative leaders who have become successful at the helm of some of the most respected organizations in the world. And you can become the next big success story. Now, here's your host, Maureen Metcalf. Hi, welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. I'm your host, Maureen Metcalf, the founder and CEO of Metcalf & Associates. I work with leaders and their organizations to identify the trends that will most likely disrupt their business and develop business strategies and business and leadership practices to leverage those trends to create strategic advantage. I'm a regular contributor to Forbes and the lead author on an award-winning book series focusing on innovating how you lead and transforming your organization. I'm also an adjunct faculty member at universities in the U.S. and Germany. Today, I am delighted that our guest is Steve Greeter. Steve is the Director of Market Strategy for Expedient in Central Ohio and the founder of the Central Ohio IT Leaders Program. Expedient is heavily involved in the IT community and their respective markets. Steve came to Expedient as they opened the Central Ohio market in 2011 and has served in several roles. As the Director of Market Strategy, Steve oversees channel relationships, business development, educational events, and sponsorships, as well as thought leadership projects like the IT Leaders Program. For nine years prior to joining Expedient, Steve founded and ran Platform Lab, a division of tech Columbus. Steve's an OSU grad and he and his family live in Marysville, Ohio. And I have the distinct opportunity of working with Steve on the IT Leaders Program. And yes, he has been an, an incredible colleague and partner on this. So I am delighted that we get to talk about what we're doing to build the ecosystem here. Our project. So I want this Voice America series to provide valuable information to leaders and emerging leaders that prepare them to lead their organizations in these dynamic times that we are currently experiencing. The more highly effective leaders we have, the better the journey. Also, I created this show with the understanding that most of my clients and most of the leaders that I work with are too busy to stay current in leadership. So podcasts, in many cases, are about the only option because of other work and personal demands. So my goal in this is to bring the most relevant thinking across a broad range of topics so leaders can learn either point skills, learn from thought leaders, or learn from people in the field who are sharing their wisdom. And all of those combined help us really build the skills and the acumen and the instinct to become and remain current. And I think it's already making an impact in Central Ohio. Thank you. In addition to sharing models and our experiences, I invite you to find one thing from each weekly segment you can put into practice in your own leadership. So the question I often ask is either do you want to be the flip phone of leadership or when was the last time that you actually changed your leadership thinking or behavior? And this really gets to the question of lots of people can talk about leadership, but how many do you look to as exceptional leaders? And my invitation is what are you doing to actually change how you lead, not just talk about how someone should lead? So as an outcome of this session today, as we face significant changes in the world, technology is leading those changes. Many of them will cause people in the technology community to be less effective if they don't change at the same rate as their tech. Specifically, leading in this new era is different than leading in the past, and aspiring CIOs need to build skills differently now than they did before. Steve discusses the program that he envisioned and created that involves cross-sector collaboration between multiple companies and a local CIO forum. It's a wonderful example to me of of local organizations and Steve specifically investing not only in their own employees but in the overall community in a way that I have not seen as common. He really does, in my view, stand out as exceptional. So, Steve, I'm delighted that you are here with me today. Thank you, Maureen. 
So let's talk about the Central Ohio IT Leaders Program. What is it and why did you and others conceive and bring it into reality? Well, it really originated from a couple different perspectives as a couple different drives. Uh, One of them was out of the 2017 CIO Tomorrow Conference. And what is that for people who aren't All from right. here? So there, we have a wonderful collection of IT leadership right now here in Central Ohio. We have our leader of our community, Angela Mazzacco, who runs our Central Ohio CIO Forum. We have an event that we celebrate around our IT leadership every year by bringing in guest speakers from across the nation in order to suggest ideas in order to, and and generally each event is a theme of its own. And then from there, educate and enhance the skill sets of the leadership in the community in a one day big event. For instance, last year at CIO Tomorrow, one of the events is we brought in other people from smart cities across the nation that had some of the common infrastructure initiatives that Central Ohio does with Smart City and in, uh, in the 33 Smart Corridor project. What is Smart City and the 33 Smart Corridor? A Smart City is a $50 million grant that uh, set, that's Columbus, Ohio one. And it's mushroomed into tack on investments into $500 million around smart mobility, where self-driving, self-parking cars, uh, self-driving buses, in order to get people in and out of the downtown area without using vehicles, um, Mm -hmm. without using their own vehicles, I should say. So that is the Smart City Project. I keep on remembering that this is not all about Central Ohio Marine. This is national and international. International. It's global. Yes. So the 33 Smart Corridor Project is the national test bed in America for self-driving cars. It goes from East Liberty, Ohio, which is home of Ohio State University's Transportation Research Center. It goes through the Honda campus in Marysville, Ohio, and then continues to Dublin. This uh, 35 mile stretch of road is going to be utilized for for self-driving cars. Looking forward to it. So one of the things that's so exciting to me and why I appreciate the involvement of the CIO Forum, the work you've done to build our community, is as a community we're, we moved from when I moved here 20 some years ago being known as Cowtown USA to top 15 city in the country and really a tech ecosystem that competes with some of the larger more technology focused cities in the country and a lot of its programs like this that again as I said in the intro don't just build expedience talent base, but you're really building the talent base across the the business community in the tech space. I would agree with that. Central Ohio, and I, I don't refer to it as Columbus. Okay. I refer to it as Central Ohio because we have so many of our outlying communities mm-hmm. that are really driving technology as well as the city itself. And our metro pop area is really, it rivals any of the larger places. So from there... Essentially, this town has got a tremendous technology base. We've got Patel. We've got the Ohio State University. We've got, what, 11 colleges locally. We've got uh, tremendous healthcare programs here. We've got the James mm-hmm. Cancer. We've got so many places here that are driving the technology forward. I will say that our town is not necessarily leading edge or bleeding edge because we're not going to be uh, being driven by healthcare and insurance and banking and such, Mm -hmm. but we are fast followers and we're doing things well here. And one of the things that we're doing well is out of our local CIO forum where this idea originated from. How we went down this path, why Expedient specifically was interested Mm -hmm. in this, the idea genesis from our side came is that we went through a process, starting in 2015, we laid it out, it was called Exceptional Outcomes, where we changed the way that we do things, especially from a leadership perspective. And then from there, we 
saw such tremendous growth as an organization, we thought when you do workforce development and you invest in your own people and you invest in the training and you invest in the tools, that great things happen. At that same point in time, our CIO Tomorrow event 2017, that was one of their themes. So we collectively had an idea, mm -hmm. uh, management at Expedient, the uh, leader of the Central Ohio CIO Forum, Angela Mazzaco, who I mentioned earlier, we came together and we thought this would be a great idea. So what IT Leaders Program is, is leadership development training for the up and coming, for the aspiring CIOs, for the people in the organizations that the C-suite has identified as these people will be the next generation of leaders in our community. So the leaders in this community, let me say how it works on the technology side. You might be a tremendous tech and have a great attitude and do the right things. And you have a spark of leadership. You have charisma. Mm -hmm. So they give you a team. And now you lead the team. And because you're a hard worker, because you're, you're doing things the right way, because you care, because you've got that natural leadership gene to you, you get promoted. Now you're running three teams. How good of a tech you are means nothing at this point in time because all you are is a leader of people, right? You're leading these three teams, five teams, two teams, whatever it might be. So at this point in time, likely you haven't had any leadership training whatsoever. And I want to make the distinction here, even people who've been to training, and I make the distinction between I went to a class and I internalized what I learned and I actually changed my thinking and my behavior. Because lots of people go to classes. I teach classes. I'm not opposed to training. But we have to fundamentally change how we behave and often our thought process. If I'm focused still, and most of us went through this, if I get more pleasure out of the thing I do than the work I do leading people, then I'm an individual contributor, even if I'm in a leadership role. So how do we help people move mindset from, I love doing technology work, to I love the process of leading people who are doing technology work? Right. And that is where the impact of the program is really starting to show through. So how the program works is that we have six formal leadership training classes out of a, a given year. So we have mm -hmm. one class a month for a year. Now, for all of the people out there that are listening to this program, I have a tremendous trainer. She has written <laughs> tremendous content, and her and her business partner, Mike Sayer, do a tremendous job on delivering it. And I am talking about the host of this program, Maureen Medcalf. So what we did is when we went to the CIO Forum, I said, this is what I want to do. And they said, you should work with Maureen and uh, Maureen Metcalf Associates. I said, okay, I'll do that. And at that point in time, Maureen and I knew e who each other were in the community, but we had not really met. So I approached her with this idea. And, of course, she thought it was a tremendous idea. I sat down with her and Mike. And from there, we went out and built the curriculum. The curriculum is six formal leadership training sessions. And Maureen can do so much better job about the description than I, I can, but my highlights are are the self-assessment, the are you a micromanager, how do people think, how resilient are you, and I may have had the lowest score in the class, but I'm getting better. You're the hardest worker. Though. I'm the hardest worker. <laughs> the uh, overcoming objections, workforce development. Dealing with conflict yeah, and Conflict resolution. Conflict resolution. And how to be a better communicator. See, I said that she knew the program <laughs> better than I did. She teaches it. I, I'm in the class. So I might run this class, and I put the curriculum together, and I did the syllabus, and, and put it out there, and found the CIOs to promote it and, and brought the people in, I'm also taking it. So I've got both views on it. And I will tell you that Maureen teaches an NBA-level class, and it is difficult stuff. So if anyone here is listening to this and wants to take Maureen's classes, be prepared. It is, it's great. It makes you learn. And... At 53 years old, it's tough to learn every day, but we do it. But we do it because we want to be better. 
Thank you, Steve, for all of your kind words and for doing the work. You know, the thing I'm proudest of with the program is that Steve gave me the latitude to build in what I thought was required on top of the training classes. So it's six classes, four guest, panel discussions. Guest, four, four sessions with guest speakers as well as facilitated roundtable. And then on top of that, we have two social events. And let's face it. I thought it would be a good idea, considering the industry mm-hmm. that we're in, mm-hmm. of having social events and getting people in technology to open up and talk a little bit. And let's face it, alcohol is a wonderful social lubricant. <laughs> that, we would be drinking now, but we're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are still working. That said, it n- never resonated with me more than during our second class. So if we are in groups or in in pairs and we're doing an exercise and there is an odd number of students that day, I jump in. And the person I was associated with that day, he's a wonderful person in a great company here. And he said, this is the number one thing I want to get out of it. I am scared to death to go to a social function and walk and talk to strangers that have all the same interests I do and they are all, everyone in my industry, and I know that there's peers, and I know that and he's scared to death. I can tell you the first time I went to Tech Strategy, so there's a gathering here in Columbus called Tech Strategy, I was that scared person. So it's practice. Mm-hmm, it is. And so the networking piece, we all know, I think, that having a strong network at this point in time gives us access to information, support, job transitions. It's another requirement of professional success at this point. It is. And as we learned during when our first guest speaker spoke about what are the attributes of a CIO, build a network before you need it. Now, that doesn't go for a CIO. That goes for absolutely everybody. Build a network before you need it. How do you build a network? Well, in this situation, you have 50 people together that are essentially doing similar things, not the same thing, but similar things at a similar point in their career. And now they've got visibility across 38 different organizations Mm -hmm. and in our classrooms. And let's face it, we, we see what's going on in our classrooms. There's about 15 people that are highly actively engaged. Mm -hmm. And there are about 15 others that are engaged and there's 10 others that are lost and there's 10 others that don't belong. Round numbers. Mm -hmm. I'm oversimplifying it. Fact of the matter is that you can build a network of trusted peers and you see how smart people are and you see how passionate they are. Mm-hmm. And now, where our CIO community, if somebody it wants to try a new technology or they've got an idea or something, right, they can reach out to their peer group first and see if anybody's done it. But in this situation, these people, the number twos and number threes and number fours in a given organization in the given division, they know a couple vendors, they know a couple buddies, and they know their team. All of a sudden, it opens up the opportunity for them to network among trusted peers. So that's really the two great things about this program. One, you're a better leader. Two, you build your network. Perfect. That's a great place to take a break. And I want to talk about when we come back, the online component that really beyond the training compels people to take what they've learned in the classes and integrate it into who they are and how they work. So at this point, we'll take a break. You're listening to Maureen Metcalf and Steve Greeter. We're talking about both the IT Leader Program and also the importance of this cross-community development to enhance an ecosystem that really does enrich the entire community. So we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Metcalf & Associates is your trusted partner to create perpetual innovation and evolution in your leadership and business. Are you ready to innovate and evolve? Since its inception, Metcalf & Associates has been dedicated to helping leaders evolve their leadership mindset and skills and create organizations that can continually innovate to achieve results in a highly competitive and rapidly changing environment. 
We help leaders, management teams, and organizations identify and create the perpetual capacity to identify and implement transformative solutions necessary to meet their mission and create strategic advantage. Metcalf & Associates offers proven results backed by leading-edge research and a global network of accomplished consultants and thought leaders. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen and her associates are ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your goals. Move forward with Metcalf & Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com today. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune into Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi, welcome back to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. You're joining your host, Maureen Metcalf and Steve Greeter. And we were talking about the IT Leaders Program for aspiring C-level leaders that we're running in Columbus, Ohio. And one of the things that I hope people do is think about how you are developing your C-level leaders or aspiring C-level leaders. So it's a succession question and a development question. And this is, I'm sure, one of many, many approaches, but it's one that I find interesting. So I want to talk a little bit about the online component, but there are some other things that are interesting as well, like the composition of the class and the fact that we're being sponsored by Expedient. So for me, one of the things that was most important was that we didn't just teach the six classes and have the roundtables because people are so busy that for those who are even able to show up for everything, most folks sit in the class, take notes. We have great intentions, and I'll put myself in this bucket. How many times I've looked at notes later that I found on a table from something. I'm like, huh, I should do that, and then I throw them away. My question was, how do we make sure that people integrate what they learn in the class into their actual behaviors as leaders. And the tool we're using for that is an online platform where we took the books that that I wrote that were, were developed to teach in an MBA program and then from there uh, with a range of people really kind of creating the leadership conveyor belt, so emerging leader, leader, executive. So we use that because it's interactive. So they determine their vision and their values and then do a SWOT analysis, strengths and weaknesses to live out that vision. And so many people haven't taken time to think about what's my purpose because most of us are so busy doing our jobs, taking care of our families, and we're lucky to have a few minutes to work out at the end of the day and then sleep. And so just the process of coming up with a vision has been interesting and the conversations around that either I don't need it or I don't have time and so like you can think about your vision while you're in the shower I was talking to a technology institute yesterday and their students and they're like we don't have time for this stuff you don't have to sit at your desk while you're doing it think about your purpose while you're in the gym so vision SWOT analysis development plan how do I get there who helps me get there what are the barriers to making these changes and often we forget that my investment in building my leadership skills if that is the primary thing I do in my career manage and lead versus being technical 
then I should be investing in those management and leadership skills at least as much as I am on the technical skills. And yet we often don't because we're working so darn hard that we don't build that into our day. And then I end up again talking to people who've been let go and they're trying to make up for years of not learning and cramming it into the few weeks between getting laid off and when you try to do job search is tough. So sorry for the monologue. No, (laughs) no, no, I I fully agree with that. I have had three breakfasts this week with people who have been let go recently from their, from their organizations. And they said, well, I have to work on my network. And boy, I'll tell you that it's a little late, a little late for that, as well as if you're going to do the leadership skills and, and it shows, it does show. Yeah, it does. So, so Steve, as you created the program, there are a few things that really stood out that there are technology leaders from across competing companies. Yes, right. yes. As a matter of fact, we got 50 students in the first cohort from 38 different organizations, and we've got five different insurance companies. Of course, mm-hmm. in central Ohio, you throw a stone, you'll hit an insurance company, <laughs> but five different insurance companies mm-hmm. are, are participating in it right now. And it is free of people who would have roles of selling things to them. So That's vendor correct. doesn't a, correctly describe it, but people who would be selling services or technology directly to a director of IT. Right. So it's a vendor-free environment in that Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. And so give a little bit of background on, one, why are people willing to enroll in a class with their competitors and why the vendor-free thing? Because I think both of those illuminate what has made this uh, special. Well... I think that people are going to be more free to talk openly when you, they know that somebody's not in the room going to try to sell them something. Okay. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you mentioned that the, the cross-section in the community, people can learn from each other. Although, yes, they are different insurance companies. No one's trying to sell insurance. And they're trying to make themselves better people mm-hmm. in and better leaders in that one. And that goes across communities. Mm-hmm. Because it goes across businesses, so without a doubt, I've seen some great people in the in the class from chemical abstracts and great people in the class from MI Homes, and I'm learning from them, mm-hmm. right? So those organizations don't necessarily have too many competitors, if you will. But I'll tell you, the team at Grange Insurance is just—they're great, and they they participate and they and they're involved, and we can all learn from that, mm-hmm. and we can all we can all take away. So expedient is sponsoring this yes and no all right so i'll give you the great it answer it depends mm-hmm. all right so expedient technically is not a sponsor of the, of the group expedient does nothing close to leadership development or workforce development mm-hmm. or anything loans. we're a data center we mm-hmm. provide cloud services i will use this opportunity on your station to say we provide cloud services rather well all right there's the pitch. It's over now. So <laughs> you wouldn't uh, be here if I thought you did a bad job, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we got that. Uh, so, so f- from there, it's what we learned when we did this internally, and what we learned at uh, the 2017 CIO tomorrow that that launched this and got this rolling. Now we want to invest in the community. We want to make a positive impact. So technically, there are no sponsors because no one's donating money. We make this a zero sum game. So Expedient allows me to invest my time in the organization and putting the program together. Now we get tremendous support from the Central Ohio CIO Forum who promote the class and then they drive it down. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. get tremendous support from your organization, my and Associates, who put together this great program. We get some support from uh, the city of Dublin, mm-hmm. who basically lined us up a classroom over at Ohio University Dublin, which is a beautiful little campus, and a gr- we have a great classroom to work mm-hmm. with. There's no doubt about that, and it allows us it allows us to do these things. So. We do these things, mm-hmm. and it's making a positive impact on the community. We're already showing success in the organizations that, that are the students in the class. And perhaps my favorite thing, 
perhaps my favorite thing. I can't wait until the 2018 CIO Tomorrow event when you and I get to go on stage because the CIO t- uh, Central Ohio CIO Forum has a scholarship fund and based off the proceeds of this class, no one makes any profit. Marines taking care of, the caterers taking care of, the, uh, the classrooms taking care of, uh, Expedient gets zero dollars out of this, and what we do is we're going to walk on stage on in in April and give a check to the scholarship fund for twelve thousand dollars. And now we're going to have three or four kids that are in college somewhere here are going to get a little bit better off, and I'm excited for that. And I'm really excited for 2019 CIO tomorrow when we're on stage giving a check for twenty four thousand dollars. So that makes an impact in the community. I love that. And the impact is dollars for scholarships and people better prepared to lead. Yes, yes. To me, having an ecosystem, we hit our growth limit when we don't have good leaders and when we don't have a good pipeline, right? Nobody wants to move their business here if we, have, if we don't have a good pool to hire from. If we can't entice them with our workforce. Yeah. That's it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, so that's, it, why, that's why Amazon, too, is going to move to Central Ohio. That's right. Well, well we, Facebook just kicked off, kicks off their data center on Monday, right? Right. 900,000 square foot data center. Good job, Facebook. And yes, Amazon is a direct competitor with Expedient. And I say, come to town. Bring your 50,000 job opportunities. It's okay. We'll still win our fair share of your business. Well, and (laughs) the idea that it is an environment where healthy competition, support of people across the community, mm-hmm. that, that we do, people move between jobs. It's, that's the nature of the world right now. And so building a healthy ecosystem really does enable everyone to succeed. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And we are raising all boats across all businesses with this program. Where I mentioned a few moments ago, but we're donating 12000 this year and 24000 next year. What's happened is, is due to Maureen and Mike delivering an absolutely fabulous class, what's happened is, is we got through the first three classes and the Central Ohio CIOs said, let's interview our own people that are in this class and see what they're getting out of it. They came back to me and said, Steve, we'd like to order another class, another cohort. I said, sure, now, no problem at all. This one goes September to August, and then we'll do another one in September to August. And they said, no, we'd like an overlapping one. So Maureen and I are going to kick this off again uh, with our friend Mike Sayer, and we're going to do it again starting in May of 18. We're already half full on the class. It's going to fill up. It's going to fill up in the next couple weeks here. And then when we get to CIO tomorrow in April, we'll actually be taking reservations for the September class at that point in time. And that's because we'll have two classes next year. We'll be able to donate the $24,000. So how does this help the broader company of Expedient? Well, I'll tell you this much. I don't know necessarily if it helps the broader company of Expedient. It certainly helps me. Okay. I have begun to think better. I think mm-hmm. i i think and communicate better uh the story of jill one of your lessons in that mm-hmm. one i loved it i look at that and i start to classify how people think and how i should be communicating with them so i can do a better job communicating i thought that uh, the guest speaker we had david white from Battelle memorial institute when he talked about his jagged edge of of his career path I thought that was fabulous. Um, I think about when when we talked about how to build resiliency and how to build yourself as a person in order to take these steps, not only personally and not only professionally, but also personally. I think that's a, that's an interesting point that I often get feedback from clients from their spouses. Yes, that this has helped. Yes, yes. I newlywed. Right. Which, congratulations, Steve got married during the program. Yes, yes. I actually had to schedule my honeymoon between the classes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, it, uh, it's, it's helped. It, it, there's no doubt I'm a better communicator 
since I've been in the class. And what's interesting for me, as opposed to other people in the class, is I get to take it again beginning in May. And so mm-hmm. I'll be a little bit better along. And let me just say this for everyone that's, that might be listening. Marine's class is really difficult. <laughs> Did I say that already? It's really hard. It's a lot of work. A joke that we do is I, I walk up and I address the class, I do the opening remarks, and in our January class, we had a guest speaker. So, although Maureen and Mike were in the class, they weren't teaching. I said, is this an opportunity for everyone to catch up on the reading? And all 50 hands went up in the air. So, good good stuff there. As to what you were talking about, Expedient, uh, what we have decided to do Because of the success that we've had in the Central Ohio market, I have a wonderful peer of mine in Indianapolis, and he's launched a similar, not the same, but a similar program, and uh, we will be launching a version of IT leaders in Cleveland and Pittsburgh and Baltimore. So for those people listening all around the nation, this is coming. This is coming to a town. And uh, and we really hope to make to to make a positive impact in the communities that we work in. You know, th- there are books about things like doing well by doing good. This is a beautiful example of one you who I know you say expedient gives you time to do this. I also know you work more than almost anyone I know. So giving you time to do this is really your new wife, not your company. <laughs> Right. So you have personally made a big investment in the community, in selling it to the company and in yourself. And it shows. Well, thank you. Again, a hallmark of Expedient is to invest in the community to help drive the community forward and raise all Mm -hmm. boats. So. That's a great note on which to break. So we will be right back. This is Steve Greeter and Maureen Metcalf. It sounds a little bit like the the fan club, but... (laughs) It is the fan club. (laughs) It's fun that I get to interview people I really respect. So we will be back momentarily. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Metcalf & Associates is your trusted partner to create perpetual innovation and evolution in your leadership and business. Are you ready to innovate and evolve? Since its inception, Metcalf & Associates has been dedicated to helping leaders evolve their leadership mindset and skills and create organizations that can continually innovate to achieve results in a highly competitive and rapidly changing environment. We help leaders, management teams, and organizations identify and create the perpetual capacity to identify and implement transformative solutions necessary to meet their mission and create strategic advantage. Metcalf & Associates offers proven results backed by leading-edge research and a global network of accomplished consultants and thought leaders. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen and her associates are ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your goals. Move forward with Metcalf & Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com today. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
Welcome back to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. This is Maureen Metcalf and Steve Greeter. And if you are just joining us, we are talking about the IT leadership program in Central Ohio. But also, if you're listening to this from any other country in the world, if you're listening from China or our top listener last quarter was in Japan, top country, we want to make sure this is also relevant for you with regard to how does one develop leadership? So we're going to go into next, what have we learned? But then we'll talk about bigger lessons for uh, folks who don't happen to live in central Ohio who are thinking about how might this apply to me and how would I use what they've learned in this experiment to enhance the leadership development in my company or in my community. So, Steve, what have you learned from this experiment? Well, I've learned that I was not sure on the level of acceptance that this would have in the community. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, I was kind of thinking that we would be around 30 participants or so. Mm -hmm. And I'm very pleasantly surprised. And it's, again, a a tribute to how well the class has gone. But we have got 50 in our first Mm -hmm. cohort. Mm -hmm. We will have 50 in our second. We will have 50 in our third. And really, that's the max level I think that we, we can can have in a, mm-hmm. in a class. So I think that's one of the things that we've learned about how well it can go and how much mm-hmm. demand is in the community for for people to come together, to work together collaboratively to make themselves better. I think that's one thing we've learned. And, um, and I want to kind of jump in on that. Yeah. Leadership is such a leverage point, and I'm just pleased and kind of honored that people are choosing to step in because this is hard you've said that and I know it is having taught MBA classes in in this for probably about 17 years now it's hard work it's hard work I think that the aspect that the biggest takeaways for people that aren't in this particular community you don't have to be in this part of the world and you certainly don't have to be in this industry Mm -hmm. And really, for the aspects that you teach in the class, it doesn't really matter the industry. Mm-mm. Our guest speakers are CIOs, but that's really where it goes down mm-hmm. the technology path, mm-hmm. and, and that's really it. Everything else has been focused around leadership. It is, as you mentioned previously, it's an investment in yourself. And it's hard to find the time nowadays mm-hmm. to invest in yourself. It's difficult to, to break that to to break that away. Also, in that same respect, that it's difficult to find the time to invest in your community. Mm-hmm. How many people do you know that simply just go home at five o'clock at the end of the day, they never or think about it? Or nine o'clock. Right. 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 And 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 don't get involved outside of their four walls at work. It doesn't just have to be work-related. Obviously, you know, you invest in your faith, mm-hmm. invest in coaching soccer, invest in your children and what they're mm-hmm. doing. In your health. In, in, invest in your health. And there's, there's so many different ways that you can give back to your community by doing these things. Um, my wife has a passion uh she's with a uh, the prosecutor's office Mm -hmm. and so one of hers is she cares about the battered women Mm -hmm. she cares about ohio being a miserable state for sex trafficking for sex trafficking so human trafficking whatever you Mm -hmm. want to refer to that so she says we should participate in walk a mile it is an awareness builder it's a fundraiser out of my community. Oh, absolutely. Let's go do that. Walk a mile in her shoes. Yes, I have a massive set of women's sandals that, oh, I'm, really? that, I, that I wear for that. Yes, I do. Thank God she found something I can wear. So, again, there's different ways to go about investing in your community. There's different ways to go out about investing in yourself. But none are easy. Mm-hmm. You know, walking a mile in her shoes that's an easier one to do. A class where you're giving up your work time, where you're giving up your family time because there's so much studying that you have to do, that's hard to do. But there is a reward for it. You become a better person. You drive a better community. Mm -hmm. If it were easy, everybody would do it. 
mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This is where the difference gets made. And if your program and my program, same program, can help the people in the community that we live and work in, that's great. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And we're both investing a great deal in the program and proud of it. Yes, yes, we are. Well, let's talk about is what we've learned in, in the class and how we're making making changes. So the first class that we ran, as I said, I was hopeful to get 30, and what do you mm-hmm. know, I had 50. Now, we always wanted to have a aspect of diversity and inclusion in the class. However, first class, we just didn't know what we were doing yet, right? Yeah, and we, we were lucky to get everyone in and produce high-quality content. That's what we, That was our initial goal. Mm-hmm. Now we know we have demand. Demand is something that we we already know that we've got. So now let's make it demand that makes sense for our community. So we approached our second cohort with more aligned with diversity and inclusion by taking some steps to make that happen. First thing that we did is we reached out to Jennifer Bleen. She's the uh, leader of the local Women in Information Technology group, uh, WIT, Women in Technology. And we gave her the initial invite. Said, Jennifer, please pass this along to your constituency. Uh, we we uh, reached out to other ladies in technology. There's a Women in Analytics conference coming to town that the, the ladies behind that are just doing a, a fabulous job. So that was one line. One of our closest business partners is Doug McCullough, the CIO for the city of Dublin. He runs a African-American IT professionals group. So we sent this to Doug, and he sent it out to his constituency. And from there, the 25 people we already have signed up are from a more diverse background. So now we are helping more people, and we're having more different types of you coming into our class. This is inherently a good thing. All of the research says that having a more diverse population does bring different points of view and better leadership. Again, if we think about building our ecosystem, it's a must. It's hard, Mm -hmm. and it's a must. Mm -hmm. So uh, moving forward, where I reached into people in the community that I know are great leaders, uh, that I knew would be willing to speak because they they do this, it was relatively easy to fill that first class. We needed four great guest speakers, and we landed them. Uh, We mentioned Angela Mazzocco and David White of Battelle. We also have Bruce Barnes of The Ohio State University and Ben Blancara, uh, who is more or less the Pied Piper of our community. So from there, uh, what's great is we reached out and it was so much easier to recruit mm-hmm. more great guest speakers on the second run because of uh, the we've already got traction in the community. Mm-hmm. So we've got some great guest speakers coming up in the second and the third classes as well. So now let's shift to for people who aren't from here. Yes. Who will never come to Columbus, Ohio for a leadership training program. You so, should. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably not flying across the globe mm-hmm. for a few hour class. So what what do we want to talk about that translates what we're doing here? So it's cross sector. Mm-hmm. It's it is a mix of community, government, nonprofit and for-profit businesses. Uh, many businesses of different size. We have very large organizations. We've got goodwill industries. We've got uh, we've got people that compete against each other. We got people that are such unique organizations. So again, it brings a cross section. We only have at most three people from any one organization because we don't want a common point of view taking mm-hmm. over. And when we do have three people from one organization, we make sure they're split up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. we, we've been doing a good job of that. So multi-sector, mm-hmm. diversity, yes, opportunities to network, opportunities to grow individually and in the community, opportunities to realize what's going on in your community mm-hmm. in the after-hour space, in the before-hour space, uh, being more aware. 
So people also communicate on a LinkedIn group, so there's an opportunity to support one another professionally. There's been some uh, start of some solid idea exchange, and to the point of the Central Ohio CIO Forum, now we're having a little bit of discussion on there. Hey, I'm looking at this technology. Will this work? Does it work for you? Does anyone have an experience with this? And all of a sudden, these organizations can move a little faster mm-hmm. and be a little bit more efficient. Beyond good content in the class, people are required to listen to these interviews. So we curated the content in a way that leverages best thinking from around the world into these classes. So these interviews really are now contributing where folks in the class couldn't afford to go see some speakers, where we have heads of state or top professors in top universities, we're able to bring that to them in this context. And so there's a level of enrichment where you get top CIOs to come to the class in person. We also get folks who won't come to the class in person, but they have access as we're thinking about building business acumen. Absolutely. So we're going to come to a close now. How would people, Steve, reach out to you to learn more about the class, either as students or someone who wants to use this as a best practice and wants to contact you? Well, they can go ahead and reach out to itleaders.org. You can go ahead and send me a message on there. You can reach out to me at steve.greeter at expedient.com. I'm sure it'll be somewhere on this website (laughs) as we lay this out. And we can go ahead and have a discussion about you know what it is that they want to get out of it thank you thank you maureen so as our for our listeners just a couple of points to summarize we are committed to building a top ecosystem here and this is one of the many things that's happening in central ohio to create a community including the smart city initiatives and several others such that our community thrives. And as we face big changes in the world, there is both how do we participate in the larger world by building our community and interacting with those well beyond our boundaries. And this is one mechanism where we're building talent. Much of it will probably stay here, but others are either in companies that are global and or working in expat roles, and or we are modeling something that we hope people around the world leverage. So thank you for listening. Please do leave us comments or reach out to me as well about some of the content. And I can be reached either at info at metcalf-associates.com or make comments on our Facebook page, Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. Thank you very much. Thank you, Maureen. Thank you again for joining us this week. Please tune in for another edition of Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope you'll join us then. Drive and thrive and have a great week.